Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Okay, another extremely great chapter in the book, A Happy Pocket Full of Money. This chapter is called Cause and Effect, and welcome back to More. So excited to have you all here. I'm sorry that I'm a few days late, um, three or four days late in getting this podcast out. Uh, I've just been so busy, and I almost didn't think I was going to make it, but I got it done. So we are going to record and, and get this on the podcast. Thanks to all the listeners. Have I've had so many listeners, so many new listeners, and lots of people, and I'm just so grateful and appreciative. But this this chapter is amazing. Um, just like the last chapter was really incredible. And this chapter is called The Law, or The Ca- Cause and Effect, The Prime Law of the Universe. And he says that the law of cause and effect is the prime law that runs the universe. It's the number one law. Every spiritual and scientific teacher has sought to teach it, although they may have said it in a number of different ways. You reap what you sow, you get what you give, or what goes around comes around, or comma, or consequences, or every action has an equal and opposite reaction or many other similar statements. Um, the golden rule, I think, would be another one. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you, right? So he says, if you cause others to experience wealth and happiness, or anything that anything that you would cause other people to experience, joy, happiness, um, wealth, ex- good experiences, anything that you can do to, to b- build others, It will come back to you and you will experience it as well. But as a bonus, you will experience much more than you caused others to experience. Life is about growth. This is so for every experience imaginable. At some point in the complex of the space-time continuum, at some point in your life, um, by law, you experience a multiple of what you cause others to experience. It's interesting to think about. He says, nothing escapes this law. Even if you cannot see where this is happening with your limited five physical senses right now, know that it happens and use it to create massive wealth or anything, massive happiness, massive joy, massive patience, massive um, understanding, massive love. Um, So anything that we want, we can create. And especially if we're trying to create it for others. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. Today at school, we read in our text that we use about a boy named Easton La Chapelle. And I'm not exactly sure how to say that name. But um, he was a young kid who developed prosthetics using a 3D printer. And he cut the price for prosthetics way down. And I believe he said in the the story, it said that he was able to do the cost of a pros- one prosthetic was around $350 in the, in the previous pr- prices. And I don't know if they were using 3D printer or what they were using for prosthetics, but working prosthetics were much, much more expensive. And he was able to cut the price down considerably. And not only did he do that, he made it open source, which meant that anybody could download the design and build the 
um, prosthetic that, you know, using his design and he shared that with everybody. And so he is a, a, a prime example of someone who has done something for others and trying to help others experience happiness and opportunity. And he, his whole goal was to get the price down and get it out there so many people could use it. And I think that's amazing. And, you know, it really goes to show that this comes back because he now has a company called Unlimited Tomorrow, and he's the founder of the company, and I'm sure he's extremely wealthy. And Tony Robbins, who is a, a very well-known self-help you know, person in the self-help world, very famous, he called, Tony, he called Easton LaChapelle the next Elon Musk. And so that kid, and he did it at a young age. I would, I think if I remember around 14 to 17 years old was the time frame, the age that he developed these prosthetics with the 3D printers. And he just want, he got interested in something. He made it happen and he made it happen for other people. And, and then all of that came right back at him. And he has a very, very, pro, um, prosperous business and he's doing very well at a young age. I believe he's around 24 now. So it's amazing. You know, it just goes to show that when you do something for other people, if you cause other people to experience happiness and opportunities, they come back to you. And he, and in the book, um, Jacondi says, that even more magnificence will come our way when we start building businesses that are deliberately designed to give rather than receive, which is exactly what Easton LaChapelle did. And I think that's incredible. At that age, you know, the teen age, the teen age that he did that, and then it's all come back, right back to him. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. He says, whatever you wish to get, give it away first. This is the fastest path. Whatever you wish to have, cause another to have it first. And I think this works with the law of abundance. So when you start to feel like I am going to give and I'm going to give to companies in my area, I'm going to purchase product, I'm going to try to support all the companies and do the best I can and you have that mindset, I feel like this, it all comes back to you. He's, I am wealth, I am abundance, I am joy. He says, what, what you reap, you will sow. Karma, the law of cause and effect. This law never fails, and since eventually you always harvest what you sow, it is always in your best interest to sow good seeds. Do not be unjust to anyone unless you wish to have injustice turn back to you one day. Hate, covetousness, covetousness, which is wanting what other people have, jealousy, you know, just wanting what other people have. Greed, anger are all negative thoughts and actions that cause the negative conditions and suffering needed to bring about a correction in the negative thought. Remember, always that the entire universal system is one, one, even though it appears separate. You will see this to be true as you read this book. 
What you do unto others is what you literally end up doing to yourself. And I find this to be so true with relationships too. In relationships with roommates or friends or spouses or significant others, whoever that is an important parents, um, who are brothers and sisters, whoever you're, you know, if you're building up the relationship. And I notice that this happens with myself and my husband. And if I build him up, he builds me up. If I build, if I pull him down, he pulls me down. And so it really, truly comes back right to you. The more that we take an interest in other people, the more they want to have an interest in us. The more that we build them, the more that they want to build us. And um, I see it with um, so many people. And the best quality people are building other people up. And it does really come back to you. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. Cause and effect, karma. You reap what you sow. We have been given this message from various sources over many, many years, and it's true. It works without fail, and ignoring this law is the cause of much of our suffering and poverty. It's so simple. Simply be deliberate and thoughtful about what you are being, doing, thinking, or saying. Know that everything is a that everything is a cause that has an effect. Then you ask yourself, I really like these questions that he said. This thing that I am being, thinking, or saying, or doing, what is its probable effect? And he says, what caused the thought that I just had? What will be the effect of the thought that I am having? And the answers to the questions is what you will reap later. So if you cause somebody else to suffer, it will return to you at some point in life. Ignoring this law has caused much suffering for the human race. Following this law has caused much prosperity as well. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. Things get better when you get better. They get worse when you get worse. The world is all within you. You are the cause of everything that happens in your life, whether you are conscious of it or not. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. Remember also that one very powerful way of getting something is to cause another to get it as well. So when we build other people around us, and, you know, I feel like in my job, this is just what I do on a day-to-day basis as a teacher. And when you build other people around you, it just comes back to you all the time. Um, No wonder I love my job so much. And it's just building other people constantly. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. So he says, hey, imagine yourself. You're on an island, you know, just you and one other person on the island, and you're working together for a whole entire year. And imagine that you're really friendly friendly with each other and you talk, you share books, and the food that the relatives send you, you share everything. What would happen if you suddenly slapped the other person? That person would probably slap you back or they'd find a way to harm you, stop sharing books and food with you, or just have a less friendly heart toward you. 
even if they don't do anything else against you. Even if the other person does not seek revenge, there would be tension built up between the two of you that would cut short the freedom and companionship that you once had. This really simple experiment, he says, shows you that it's impossible for you to harm someone without getting it back from in some form or another. It's, it's like human nature. Someone hurts us and we like want to hurt them back for some crazy reason. You harm someone and eventually then he says you're going to hurt yourself because it's going to come back to you. And if you can observe this to be so, why would you ever wish to harm someone else? Most appropriately then, since when you harm someone else, you harm yourself, why would you ever want to harm yourself? So the idea is that do unto others as you would have others do to you because it comes back to you every time. And it's in the Bible. And so many people, you know, number one red book in the world. And, you know, millions and millions and millions of people believe in the Bible. And um, if you don't believe in the Bible, you're not Christian. And you're an, a Muslim type. I, I truly believe that the Quran um some of the other religious books out there say the same thing is that you treat other people with the respect that you want that you would want to have so if you really care about anything that you want patience love kindness charity um, wealth happiness joy if you really care about any of those things about getting those things and maintaining those things he says you'd better start caring about everybody else in the world, even if it's actually for your own sake, right? I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. Then he says, don't feel guilty. Forgive yourself for past failures. And he put he puts those in quotes because every experience is a learning experience, which takes us to the next level. Forgive yourself for those and choose to act correctly next time, but avoid guilt as it is one of the biggest destroyers of focus and confidence. Do not dwell on the past. Forgive others also. You're not doing them a favor when you forgive them. You're doing yourself the favor, actually, because they will still have their own cause and effect karma debt for all their actions, whether you forgive them or not. But when you forgive them, you release yourself from a negative karmic cycle and you release your energy for other positive things as well. And we've talked about forgiveness a lot on this podcast. I've had several podcasts about forgiveness and we're only hurting ourselves when we don't forgive others. I am wealth. I am abundance. I am joy. He says, next time that you have some kind of inspiration or some thought comes to you, to do something or to act in some way, rejoice in knowing that a group of people, small or large, is actively asking you and waiting for you to fulfill their desires. In other words, somewhere around the world, people are praying very hard for just the thing you are inspired to do. You are the answer to their prayers, and they are the answers to yours. Everybody is an answer to a prayer. We are all gifts and miracles to each other. Even though we may not immediately see how that is so, there is nothing to worry about except worry itself. You succeed. That is all you ever do. 
So have you ever had an experience where someone said to you, you said exactly what I needed to hear or the things what the things that you did for me were just what I needed. I don't know how I'm so lucky to have you in my life or you have met my needs so perfectly. And sometimes we just really are inspired and the thoughts that come to our mind, I believe we should be acting on those thoughts. And I believe when we act those act on those thoughts that come to our mind, we will be inspired by God or the universe or whatever word you want to say for that. We will be inspired to have more of those kind of thoughts when we act on the thoughts that come to us in the first place. And they really are helping other people and other people are helping us. And we all help each other and we build each other and we bring each other around. Imagine being alone in your world, in a world alone all the time. It feels so heavy. I'd rather be with people and have error and mistake than be alone. Okay, so that's the end of this chapter. And basically, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And he says, it's the law of cause and effect. Go out there and make it happen, everybody. Have a great couple of weeks, and I will see you with the next chapter called Conditions. And I'm excited about that chapter because this book is powerful. Have a great couple of weeks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for your patience. See you.